Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Bring On The Reviews podcast, where if you want to review it, my name is DC, and the goal of this podcast is to bring a ton of movie news, comic news, and even some TV news as well. Today is the 93rd episode of the podcast. It's happening on January 16th, 2019. That's what I meant, 2019. So, yep. First is thumbs up, thumbs down. And basically, in the section, I go over what like in the past week of the movie stuff. I go thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs all the way in a circle. So, the first thing I have here is that Netflix is increasing their price for their streaming service, which I give it a thumbs up, actually. I don't mind this at all. When it comes down to Netflix, has such a great content on it that you only think that the prices will go up eventually. And the price isn't not, isn't going up that, that much anyway, just because um the number I think is right now is like $10 a month, but now they're going up to like like 11 12 actually 12 13 which isn't too much a, a lift when it comes down to it just because there's so many times where folks are watching netflix and they're having a great time watching it just paying two dollars more two to three dollars more a month shouldn't be a heavy lift it should be something that you could do quite easily there's quite a bit of content on there that the two to three dollars is very very easy enough um, i know all the the DC content comes on. Well, most of DC content that's on there, that's on the CW, gets on there as well. Plus, all the very newish movies are on there, plus all the new content. So, hearing that they're going to increase the number to $12, $13 a month isn't too bad of a lift. I think every year they go up by at least $1. So, seeing that they're doing $2 this year isn't too bad. It's one of the things where you could pay a lot more for other services that don't have as good of um, content as Netflix. So I'm perfectly fine with that. So for me, I give this one a a perfectly high thumbs up. The next thing I have here is a thing that I'm not too exactly happy about. Just because everyone's trying to go on the same bandwagon of the streaming service, which I understand, you need to make some money. But at the same time, for us consumers... It means that there's another platform that might have a, a, a show that you want to watch or even a movie that you want to watch that you can't watch because it's on a different streaming service. And it's starting to get a little too crazy. So IMDb, which is owned by Amazon, which is kind of weird and kind of strange and wonder why Amazon doesn't do their own thing and just and do something different or, or combine it with their Prime kind of service. Well, I'm guessing they want to double dip in this whole thing. So IMDb is going to launch their own um, their ad-supported streaming service, and it's called Free Dive, which sounds kind of stupid. I don't like the name. Free Dive sounds weird. It's something like when you go to like the extra pay-per-view, well, not pay-per-view, the extra um, channels on your cable, and it's like, oh, Freeform and and something else, some something light and airy. It's just, it feels kind of weird. Uh, I wish they did a better job with these whole um, names with these um, streaming services that they put out there. So this one here, it doesn't seem too great or too even um, special from what other streaming services will be. So I want to see exactly what happens. There's too many of them. You know, there's Netflix, Hulu, um, Prime, as I mentioned before. There's also the Disney Plus, also DC streaming service. There's, There's so many places you go to for different bits of content it is way too much plus this is being like um charged as well so uh, i'm not exactly sure what the price will be but the 
the things that could be on here are stuff that's on other platforms as well. It just it feels like another cash grab by, you know, another company that hopefully might have some good stuff, but right now it just seems like they won't have too many things, but it'll just have something that has ad content, which I don't know why anyone would buy this. It's because you have these other platforms you can go to. So it's kind of weird to see exactly what this will actually be and what will come about it. But they're actually trying to do it. They're trying to, you know, get into the whole um, streaming service kind of um, platform race of sorts, which it's very saturated as is. I'm not sure exactly what IMDb will be able to bring to the table just because all these other platforms have so many other good content. It's just, where's the niche in this? Uh, to be honest, there's not many things that I could see that IMDb will get on their um, platform, which will make you want to actually buy this whole service itself. So for me, I would definitely get that a thumbs three quarters of the way down. Not fully down, just because it might bring in some of the items from Amazon Prime, potentially, but at the same time, I know that it's not going to be good and it's going to be hot garbage and you're going to be wasting your money for the service itself. Yep, that's my thoughts on it. Three quarters way down. So next thing I have here, I would have put this in the the trailers, but it's more news for me than actual trailer because the teaser trail is like 10 seconds long. It's just basically... Um, the device comes to the screen, and then you hear the music, basically. That's all it is for the, the, the actual teaser trailer of it. So let me actually say what exactly is it. The thing that I have right now in front of me, and I'm actually going to talk about it in a couple seconds, is a very a very old-school premise and old-school um, franchise that, happily enough, they're going back to. And I can be honest, the 2016 version of this franchise wasn't the best... Um, received by me and I felt that it was not greatly done it felt like it was just it was just off it was just something that they should have done better so let me keep you out of suspense and actually actually tell you what I'm talking about and the thing I'm talking about is Ghostbusters so there's gonna be a um, sequel to Ghostbusters so and this is gonna be done by the the son of the original director so it 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 should be, you know, family-tied kind of thing. I'm not exactly sure if he's going to be good at all because he's had, like, hit, hit or misses here and there. So I'm not too impressed. And that's why I get this thumbs middle. Just because I'm like, ah, the director, he might be good. He might not be good. But I do like the fact that they are going back to the sequel of the actual originals instead of making it where it's like a distant kind of movie where it's not really connected and it was weird and the 2016 version of ghostbusters wasn't my best version it's just one of the things where they just made a female version just because they wanted to go feed all females it's like uh there must be a, a direct premise of why you're going all female instead of just saying i just want an all female group because the first original had all men it's like uh it had some females in there so this version, which is going to be coming out, I believe, in 2020, will have a mixture between two guys and two girls, which I'm perfectly fine with. Because when it comes down to it, their premise is that these these fans basically take up the mantle for themselves. And just it, basically, they find everything and they start to go and do it themselves and say, yo, we're going to try to do this and make it happen. So it's the same kind of thing that happened in... The 2016 version, but I, I think it might not be as forced. I know folks will be coming back. I know the the um, 
director of Monster House and the Poltergeist remake will be co-writing along with um, the um, Yvonne Redman's son. So it'd be kind of cool to see exactly what comes about with the whole thing. It just it gave it the feels and vibes of the originals, which that's what I kind of wanted. And let you know that it is in the background, but won't be too much into the whole Freya thing. So hopefully that's what it is. Hopefully they, they do exactly what the 2016 version should have done, which is pay a little bit of homage, but then move forward and keep on going with your original content and not just rehash um, Ghostbusters 2. I believe that's what it was. Either rehash Ghostbusters 2 or a com- combination of 1 and 2. But yeah, basically what came down to it, the 2016 version was not that great for me. And seeing that this version is coming out in 2020, hopefully they, they learn from the 2016's mistake and actually move forward and do greatness with it. So for me, I give this one a thumbs middle because I can see greatness. I can see where it could go great. And I can see where I could very, really bond just because the the um, director is not that great in some properties, but he can be great in this one. And hopefully they hopefully they add some cameos in from the old Ghostbusters and make it where they're actual cameos from their characters and say, oh, I used to do this thing here or, you know, be like a, a mentor of sorts for these new folks. Uh, I wouldn't mind that it's because, you know, you need to pass on the torch at some times with this whole thing. So hopefully it's good. So, yeah. That's it for the Ghostbusters um, sequel. Next thing I have here is um, talks of Coming to America Part 2. Which, when I read this, I was semi-okay with it and semi-not okay with it. But I did get a thumbs up only because that they're going to have a good feel and vibe to it, kind of. And they brought in the... The writers for Blackish, which if you want to do it right, I think bringing in that writer with this, um, can't kind of say franchise with this some um, property will be kind of good. Just to see him with um, Eddie Murphy because Eddie Murphy's actually writing for this as well. To see them both combined together will be will be pretty good. I, I can see where they could do greatness with it and. I want to see exactly what is the storyline for this movie. Because right now, Prince Akeem is the king. He went off to um, back to Africa with his wife. And they fell in love. I'm not sure if they would do it where he falls out of love or he's trying to get her back. Or it's going to be the son. That could be something. If, that, if that's what it is, then I'll be very, very happy. Just because if they pass the torch like that way, just because Eddie Murphy is getting old... His comedy chops are, are still good, but I feel that if he passes the torch along to his son and say, all right, it's time for you to go to America and play like, not like the version of James Earl Jones, play like a better version. So this older Akeem that's like, yo, I mean, we're going back to Queens because that's where I found my love. So that's where you can find your love. That kind of thing. If he does that and the son doesn't want to find love, but ultimately finds it, you know, in some kind of weird twisted way, that'd be kind of great and crazy. Um, if you want Eddie Murphy, I'll give you some ideas just because that idea there, perfect. It's just kind of, you know, cliched of sorts, but sometimes you need a clichedness to make you great in the long run. Um, sometimes reinventing the wheel isn't what you need to do. Sometimes you need to just keep in your lane and make these things as funny as possible, but the same kind of um, feel and vibe 
that you had in the original ones, which I'm glad that Eddie Murphy will be writing on this whole movie, and he's going to be joined by the blackish um, screenwriter as well. So I, I kind of see what I kind of want to see exactly what comes about this whole thing. But for me, I give this one a thumbs up. It's been way too long, and I exactly want to see what's going to happen with this whole um, movie property. So for me, thumbs up. The next thing I have here is the Punisher Season 2 trailer. So, this one, I gave it a, th- a thumbs middle. The trailer itself wasn't too impressive for me. I felt that it, they could have done better with it. When it came down to it, it doesn't give me the vibe of the end of the, uh, Season 1 and a continuation of Season 2. It felt like a movie that didn't have a Season 1, that it, it was like a standalone of sorts. And now this one, it feels like it's it doesn't really continue it, but it kind of does, but not really. It, it just feels like something that should have been done better for me. I'm not, I'm not sure exactly how to, how to say that properly without sounding very, very confused. Well, if you're very, very confused, then I know that this season might not be the best season for the, the Punisher itself. I, I can see that they're trying, and the fact that the Netflix properties are, are dumping these Marvel properties as well. Well, Netflix is dumping these Marvel properties. I don't see greatness for this season at all. I feel like the season is going to be very, very lackluster. I feel like the season is going to be to the point where it's going to have to cut off everything just because they're they're basically cutting ties with all these Marvel properties. I know Jessica Jones will be coming up very, very soon, and I feel like that's going to be even lower than this one too just because I know they're trying to put all these properties on the Disney Plus streaming service. So... I don't see anything coming out great for it. But at the same time, it did get the vibe and feel of um, Frank Castle. And he does come out with his costume. And it's comic book accurate to, the, to as much as you can, basically. So for me, thumbs and metal only because when it comes down to it, Frank Castle's there. He's making his um, self be known. And it's not to a point where you don't like it. You do love it. But at the same time, you're like, ah, you're kind of turned off by just a little bit just because you know what's going to happen you know that in a couple months whenever um punisher finishes you know that it's going to be canceled because all the other properties were canceled right afterwards and i feel that this one is going to be on the chop block chop block as well which it, it's it sucks it really does uh, i'll be honest it really does suck that it's gonna be on chopping block but at the same time it's understandable because you're trying to do something different, you're trying to do something new, and you've got this stream of service that you have put properties on, so I can only imagine what they'll do for the future of The Punisher, and hopefully this one is good, but I, I have no no high hopes for this season when it comes down to it. So maybe, uh, that was middle for this trailer that came out for season two of Marvel's The Punisher. So the next one I have here are actually two trailers that I combined to one topic, so the topic is the well-weighted Spider-Man Far From Home. So this one is the second movie of the whole Spider-Man franchise that's been revamped by Sony and Marvel's combined efforts. So Tom Holland, of course, is returning as Spider-Man, which a lot of folks are pissed off. Well, not a lot of folks. A lot of Marvel folks are pissed off. Uh, Marvel execs, to be honest. They're pissed off at Sony just because the trailer came out and Endgame hasn't come out yet, so they're kind of pissed. Which it's mm, 
you shouldn't be pissed just because when it comes down to it, we knew that Spider-Man wasn't finished and done. He, he was coming back. No way, no way at all was he going to be just erased just because this is their best Spider-Man to date for the most part. Um, that plus um, Black Panther as well. You know, he's coming back because he grossed a, a, a boatload of money. So they're not canceling out those people too. Plus they greenlit their, the movies afterwards anyway. So it's, just, it's one of those things where you're trying to have the Thanos snap and trying to make it mysterious of who will come back or how they'll come back. But then they're like, no, they're, they're going to come back. And I've seen a lot of folks when they review this um, trailer itself that they're confused as to what the when the timeline is for this movie. And I can be honest, I feel like the timeline for this movie is right after Endgame. I feel that it's going to be no no real time jumpers per se. I feel it's going to be regular. And folks are like, how is that possible? I can tell you why. Um, I believe there's going to be a lot of time jumping happening in Endgame. And I believe there's going to be a lot of retconning that's going to happen as well. So it's going to make the Spider-Man Far From Home be regular and no one's actually going to know because there's been a lot of retconning happening in the whole Marvel Universe. So I'm probably fine with that one. So the first trailer is the international trailer. So the international trailer for Spider-Man Far From Home, it's, it's a little slightly different from the regular trailer. It starts off a little differently. It has the suit, the Spider-Man suit inside of the suitcase because he's going to Europe. And the regular one, it doesn't show up at all in the suitcase. He basically leaves it in the closet because he doesn't want to go into it at all. So those are two differences between those two trails itself. There's a couple of actual scenes that are in the international one that isn't in the regular one, but then there's a couple of jokes that are in the other one. So it kind of balances out each other when, you know, one doesn't have one thing, the other one does, and it kind of mixes it around where they're both great trailers. They are, and it all depends on what you want to see. For me, I think the regular one is just a little better just because it flows better for me. The international one, it kind of jumps a little bit and it tells too much in my kind of aspect and it should have, you know, tell a little less. But for trailer's aspect, it, it does what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to get you excited, supposed to you dra- dra- um, not draining. It's supposed to draw you into the whole movie itself, supposed to make you want to see exactly what's going to happen from point A to point B, which is done what it's supposed to do. Um, the fact that they brought in Mysterio is very, very cool. It feels like they're going to um, do exactly what the, the comic book is going to have, where he's going to turn to a villain, um, or at least get outed. And this, Hopefully, this is what they do. Hopefully, they don't, don't um, turn a villain in this movie. Hopefully, what they do is they oust him as the person who did the wrong in this movie, and he gets ashamed. And it leaves a cliffhanger for um, Spider-Man Part 3. Where he becomes full villain. That'll be good. Just because you don't need the the instant twist in one movie to make it where he's a good guy and he turns villain in the movie. And you should do world building for the most part. And you don't need him to go full villain this one. You need to make it to where they show pieces of where he can go villain. And potentially will go villain in the future. So I, that's what I kind of want to see. But for trailers and alone, these are pretty solid trailers. They're... They're both getting thumbs up from me just because Tom Holland does a great job. All the other characters do great jobs as well. The fact that Samuel Jackson in it too, he makes this movie as well. It just, it looks very, very good from start to finish. It it looks like a very, very solid movie. I can't wait to see it, to be honest. 
Um, there's nothing that makes me feel scared about it for the most part. I, I feel like this is going to be a solid kind of um, picture. And now I'm kind of curious to what happens in uh, Avengers Endgame because I feel that this movie comes right after it, which I think that's what they have said. I think that's what Sony execs have said, that it films it comes, it picks up right after Endgame. So I kind of want to see exactly what happens in Endgame so it can match up with this whole thing here. Or it could be the Sony execs, you know, lying to us again. Who, who knows? You know, that's how it is when these movies come out. They lie to us and then eventually you figure out what's actually true. But for me, both of them getting thumbs up. Um, yeah, it's thumbs up all the way for both of them. So next section I have here is come to theaters. So every week, basically um, one or two or even four movies come out in the theaters. And I basically rank them from interested to I'll pass. Or from I'll pass to interested. That That's the better marker because I'll pass is the, of course, I'll pass. And interested is what, you know, I'll go I like to go see. So there's actually only one major movie coming out this week. And the movie is called Glass. So this is, of course, the M. Night Shyamalan um, feature of sorts. <laughs> it's basically the, the, the third movie in his, um, his storytelling of sorts, where the first one is un- Unbreakable, and then the second one is Split, and then this one is Glass. So, of course, this is supposed to be the Mr. Glass character going from his perspective, I'm guessing, or even, you know, telling most of his story, which I felt that, they did quite a bit of that in the Unbreakable movie, but I guess, you know, they need to draw more into his character for this one itself. From what the trails look like, it feels like there's not much to this movie, and the trails have shown that so far. Like, the trails have been shown, like, the same scenes for, like, most of the run that they had. Um, I don't think they've changed many scenes, which... I know in previous um, reviews of of the trailers, I have said, don't give me too much. But sometimes, you know, know, add in like one scene here or one scene there. I feel like this whole campaign for Glass has been basically the same. I don't think anything has really changed from the first trailer to the second trailer to the third and so on and so on and so on. So I'm kind of scared for it. Plus, I've heard um, early reviews of it. And it's not that good. I saw online that it got um, a 38% on Rotten Tomatoes for critics. So I would like to be interested to see what the fans will give it and kind of average that off to get like a true number for this movie itself. I'm not sure. But I actually gave it a semi-interested. I'm still semi-interested to see this movie just because of the whole aspect of my i'm not Shyamalan, and then this being the third movie in the whole um property of his heroes and villains kind of series and see how they match up together it's one of those things where the whole shared universe is quite a hard thing to pull off and when you have these fantastical um creatures that are are basically like comic book characters and they're basically you know x-men versus you know um the non-X-Men characters. It'd be great to see exactly how they mash up and what they'll actually portray and see how does the um, Unbreakable character defeat them both, basically. Because he's basically by himself. Now it's going to add another character in, which I don't think they will. But he's basically by himself versus um, those two evil um, 
villains. So we'll, we'll see exactly how it goes. So um, that's all I have for this episode. Um, you can find us on all social medias. On Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, YouTube, iTunes at Bring On Reviews. You can find us on Twitter at Bring On Reviews. No, the not one. You can use the hashtag Bring On Reviews for any comments, personal reviews, and suggestions you might have. You can even visit the website, which is BringOnReviews.com, for any movie reviews and even this podcast as well. If you love watching TV shows, enjoy watching movies. Therefore, you should definitely put your voice out there and start writing some reviews. If you want to write for reviews for this website, please email me at info at bringonthereviews.com and use the subject line, I want to join the review team. Um, besides that, you can also send in any questions and inquiries you might have to that same email address as well. Do find me on social media, on Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter at Dwight Ant C. That's D-W-I-G-H-T-A-N-T-C. Again, that's D-W-I-G-H-T-A-N-T-C. Or if you want to email me directly, you can email me at dc at bringonorreviews.com. And we'll catch your viewers next time.